I'm Andy Chrisman, and for the past four decades, I have found myself in the middle of the phenomenon that is the Christian music industry. From my years recording and touring the world as one of the guys in For Him, to my years as a megachurch worship pastor, and for the past 16 years, I've been hosting a radio show called Worship with Andy Chrisman, heard on 500 stations around the world every week. And because of all this, I've been blessed with a unique perspective. I've toured with, recorded with, and become friends with just about everyone that's responsible for the music that plays on Christian radio and sung in churches everywhere. I think that makes me the perfect person to share their stories with you here on One Degree of Andy. This episode is sponsored by Yellowbox. Yellowbox is a full-service creative agency and an extension of creative teams all across the nation. Whether you need a brand identity developed or a video team capturing your event, Yellowbox can help. They cover everything from web development and design to video production and strategy. Yellowbox comes alongside your team on whatever creative projects you might be working on to see them through to their fullest potential. If you want to know more about them, follow them on social media at HelloYellowbox or send them an email at hello at yellowbox.co. I'm going to start this episode off by saying I hated music videos. I never felt comfortable acting, walking without looking at the camera, pretending I was in deep thought, you know, that kind of stuff. But when you have someone like Stephen Yake directing you and saying, hey, trust me, this is going to be great. You just take a deep breath and you keep going, right? And you know what? You were right, Stephen. You did make us look good. But those handful of for him music videos that you worked on didn't put didn't put you on the map. Uh, you created lifelong memories of Carmen fighting the devil, showing us that DC talk were just as cool as her music sounded, <laughs> and ultimately made every artist you worked with have another connection point with their audience. From I, this is going way back, going from Fire by Night to Carmen's Time 2, to all the music videos you had on ZTV. Remember ZTV? Oh, yeah. Grand and, yeah, and eventually on to feature films. Mm-hmm. My guest has had an amazing career, and it's not even close to being over yet. So you cannot tell the story of Christian music without telling the story of my good friend, Stephen Yake. Well, thank you. That's correct. And Gospel Bill. Don't forget Gospel Bill. Oh, my. So now we're going way back. So, that's, yeah, that's, let's just start there because we yeah. have a... We have a pretty strong connection mm-hmm. because Gospel Bill is Willie George, mm-hmm. and Willie George hired me to be the worship pastor at Church on the Move in 2005, and I've been in Tulsa ever since. Yeah, Willie, Willie yeah. George hired me from Lester Summerall mm-hmm. um, up in South Bend, Indiana, to come down and start the Gospel Bill show and put together a TV system. Him and another guy and I, and so he packed up, he offered us you know, pretty good money, and we said, okay, Tulsa? I don't know nothing about Tulsa, but you know, <laughs> I mean, South Bend, Indiana, you know, is he, yeah. Anything, anything's up. <laughs> yeah. And you can still see those. I still see Gospel Bill every Saturday morning or Sunday morning somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Those things are still it, running. Yeah. And, you know, far by night. And, you know, it's like, I don't know if they, he's, the, no one's syndicating it. I mean, no one's selling it. I mean, well, they just gave it away. And yeah. that's, that's just his heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's funny because, uh, I've, I've, I've run into a lot of artists. I, I'm the first person, um, uh, that I think of is David Crowder who mm-hmm. was like, oh my gosh, I got saved watching gospel bill. Like, yeah. like that was a big influence in my life. I've, I've talked to so many artists that came through church on the move. It's like, wait a minute, that's gospel bill. They'd see, they'd see pastor George from the, a distance and they're just like yeah. going nuts. Just yeah. want to go talk to him and say, thank you for, for all those gospel bill shows. Yeah. And then so gospel bill and they, they graduated in the fire by night. Yeah. And that was a show that I created in college. I went to evangel college and evangel university in Springfield, Missouri. Yeah. And uh, my teacher, uh, one of our assignments was create a show, right. Uh, you know, write something and, you know, a Christian program that you think could be cool. So I wrote, I had this idea about fire by night, even way back in college. I wrote, wrote it out and um, she gave me a C minus. <laughs> this, this, this is not doable. No, she says, I don't know what Christian, you know, where you, how you could make that. I said, well, I think I can, you know, and, you know, then eventually, you know, how Willie sold subscriptions to, to yeah. videos, you know, Fire by Night hit 8,000 videos a month. Wow. To youth groups all across the country. And I still, to this day, get emails and texts and 
people that message me say that show helped me get through so many things, you know, growing up. Who were some of the artists that were on Fire by Night? Who 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 would come through there? Well, you know who our very first one was Carmen. And that's how, and that's who you, that's how you met him, right? Yep. I mean, the, he I called Joe Jones, his manager, because Carmen was in Tulsa at the time. And I said, you know, kind of gave me the idea of what we were doing and what we're, you know, would Carmen be interested in you know, thinking out and there's no way. Well, the Joe calls me back, says, Yeah, Carmen would love to. I said, He wants to come and studio, you know tour the studios, see what we're dealing with. I said, okay, yeah. And so when he came over and saw it, he was like, oh, cool, man. I mean, this, this is, because Willie spent some bucks on the equipment back yeah. then. Oh, know? yeah. Oh, yeah. That was, said, his, that was his MO, man. You're going to yeah. do it. Do it right. Yep. And so Carmen, and, and then from then, we got second chapter of Acts. We got Phil Keggy, and then Michael W. Smith. And um, that was my first Dove Award. Um, oh, wow. And then, uh, you know, on and on, Kenny Marks, um, Rick Kua, you know? Yeah. And then, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, that, that, the, the, we, I did two co- music videos for Michael W. Smith. One was called Secret Ambition, which everybody knows, which, you know, is the story of Jesus. And then well, I, it, and that's a, that is a standard. I mean, we go back to, I, to me, that was the first, like, real christian music video that looked like some of the stuff i was watching on mtv mm-hmm. like that one was as good a quality as anything i'd seen in christian music at that point yeah well thank you i mean it was just that if i was going to do it i was going to do it right you know yeah yeah and, um and then we did this other song called i miss the way and you know that's the one that got the dove award which was like what really really it's like you know i mean it was kind of maybe kind of a little angry it's like you know i'm sorry it's an ambition <laughs> well and you he, still won i mean come yeah, on i know yeah i know i mean let's <laughs> go michael and i you know got to go up there together and all that. yeah but, and you know we won you know on, on uh voice of god remember when you're that's right about, yeah right? yeah so so yeah you so the first video i remember us working on together was the basics of life video mm-hmm. and we shot it in tulsa yep that's right where, yeah, I didn't. None of us lived there. Diner? The is that diner still there? You know, I don't know. It's on. It was on like Denver. Yeah. Um, downtown. I. I'm sure it's not, but I, yeah. I keep meaning. I've only been here 17 years now. I keep meaning to go look at that video again and see if I can find some of the places. I know that school's not there anymore that we right. filmed in. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that was a that was a that was a dream of mine. Leaning up against a, you know a you know, a signpost and looking off in the distance. <laughs> and I thought I was so cool until I watched it back and went, yeah, no, <laughs> not really. <laughs> I that, yeah. But I mean, you got to remember how edgy we were because, you know, in that diner, we had people smoking cigarettes. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm, that's right. Cause yeah, I'm, we, you know, if, if we're going to do something, let's make it real. Yeah. Not we got me. a little, we got a little flack for that. Yeah. Did you really? Yeah. I remember some of the purists were, you know, not happy that we depicted smoking in a, they don't want like, but that's, if you're going to a diner, that's what people do. Yeah. At least I mean, back in the early nineties, they did. This isn't a church youth group. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, this is, this was a real diner and, you know, Kurt's sitting there singing, you know I mean? <laughs> like, isn't that what you do at a diner? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. If we're going for realistic, of yeah, course, yeah. Kurt's going to be belting <laughs> it out in a diner. Um, <laughs> hey, let's go back a little bit before we get into any of the specifics of the videos, which I want to do. Uh, I want to know just about, some of your influences and, and how you knew that this was something you wanted to do with your life. Well, you know, it's kind of funny when I was a little kid, my parents had a reel to reel machine audio and um, I had some, my parents were Canadian and I had a, a, a really good friend up in Canada who also had a real, real machine. And so we would make little programs, you know, 15, 20 minutes, we do joke time, you know, we do tell stories and all this and send them back and forth. And we did it for years. And so, but I kept perfecting. I created an open for it and I did all this stuff. And I was like, this is pretty cool. I kind of enjoy this. And then, you know, I I went to Bible school. uh, I was going to Penn State because my parents were teen challenged in Pennsylvania. And David Wilkerson came to our house at one point in time because my dad worked with David really close. Oh, wow. And uh, David says, where are you going to college? I said, well, I'm going to Penn State, Reading campus and he goes you need to go to cbc central bible college in springfield 
In Springfield. Springfield, yeah. Missouri. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I mean, cause I haven't have no calling to be a preacher, but you know, I was like, well, great. I can get out of the house. I can move away. You know? And he said, and I'll pay for that. Wow. He said, I'll pay for your whole first year. And he did. And so during that first year at CBC, I took an elective called TV production course. And I, that, that sounds like fun. And when I took it, I was like, bam, this is what I want to do. Huh. And um, I transferred to Overt Evangel the next year. And that's where I completed, got my degree there. And, uh, you know, they just put, took, brought me back about uh, four years ago and put me on their wall of fame. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Yeah. So, they, you know, they had me speak for the student body and I taught some classes and a whole bit. And, you know, so it's like, wall of fame made evangel. <laughs> wow. That, so evangel is, is very strongly connected. There, there are a lot of, there are a handful of universities that are really strongly connected to that era in Christian music. And evangel is definitely one of those. Yeah. Um, so Marty from For Him That's was an evangel grad. It's a youth to, you went to college together? Yes. Oh, I knew wow. way before you guys did. I didn't think I I don't think I knew that. Yeah. I mean, we, we would hang out at Evangel, you know, I mean, and uh, it's like, then the next thing you know, I see him with you guys with Roger Breland down there. There we shot that last show that you guys sang at. I remember and I directed that. I do not remember you directing that. And you know why <laughs> I probably don't remember? Cause I was deathly ill. Were you really? Night. Yeah. Oh. I was, I was actually in the hospital the night before I had, Really? I don't know. I th they think it was maybe pharyngitis or just it was like a, a really strong 24-hour flu. And I mean, I'm on fluids and mm -hmm. just sick as a dog. And I and woke up about... that was last show as, as... It was. Yeah, it was their live recording. And um, I was. I remember waking up around 4 p.m. on concert day and dragging myself. Jack and I just were newly married. And mm -hmm. she helped me get dressed and get to the venue and I just, I remember I, it was, it's just, it was a blur. So I don't even know if I met you or, or said anything to you, but I had, that's really crazy. I had no idea that you directed that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh that's, a, that's, and I, I saw Marty, I go, Marty, I didn't know you, you were in this band, you know, and, and you guys are starting your own group. He goes, yeah, this is our last one. And we're going out on our own. It's like, wow, that's really cool. So, you know, I, Marty and I go way back. That's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, there weren't a lot of Christian music videos before that. So we're talking, we're talking late eighties, mm -hmm. you know, there, before you started doing what you were doing, was there anybody out there that was, you know, making that kind of, well, you know, Garmon key did a little bit, you know, they mm -hmm. did that six, six, six video. Oh yeah. That's right. That MTV aired, you know, and they got yeah. a lot of that one. Yeah, that's right. But that was when I'm like, when I saw that, I said, well, boy, you know, obviously they had a budget for that one. But um, I said, you know, if I'm going to do music videos, they've got to be that good. You know, I mean, it, it can't be Christianese. I mean, I tried to stay away from that because, you know, kids right away read, oh, bro, this is something my parents would listen to. I, I tried to do something that they would want to listen to, which I still do to this day. You know, I mean, uh, I, I, you know, I, I grew up a kid of the 70s, rock and roll 70s. You know, I mean, I had my bands, you know, that I loved. Queen, be one big, big one, early Queen and all that. But, you know, and but still, I try to listen to what's going on if music influences. And it's not always Christian. I mean, there's a lot, there are a lot of great Christian bands, but like right now, we're we're doing a a, a Petra, big Petra project for their 50th anniversary, and uh, we've met with them several times, and hopefully, in Jesus' name, we we've got the funding lined up. We'll know. There was some big calls yesterday. Uh, we have Warner Brothers um, who was going to distribute it, and Bob Hartman's writing new songs. Oh wow. And, and so I'm, I met with Bob and I said, Bob, you know, I, I want you to listen to, I probably shouldn't say the names of these bands, but they're secular rock bands, you know? And I said, L listen to that, you know, because that's what kids are listening today. Listen, and, you know, we don't want it to sound like, like Petra did in the eighties. Let's make this sound something. So, so you're, you're, you're commenting on their actual recording process. Yes. Yeah. Cause and... we're a brand new record. 
Yeah. And so that's all, that's all going to be interwoven the video and the, and yep. all that we're together. Doing, that's exciting. We're doing a documentary in like an HBO style documentary. And our goal is to do a live concert in Nashville at, at Opry, Opryland, yep. Randall Opry. And, uh, you know, they'll perform a lot of the, uh, the oldies, but goodies and new songs. And we want to bring, do you know, like, like Tim McGraw, I had no idea. Tim McGraw, he's a huge Petra fan. Wow. Yeah. And that, they, yeah. It's interesting. Forms Petra songs live. What? Yeah. Tim McGraw. That's and crazy. So we're, we're, you know, and so I, I've done some investigating. I know how to get to him. I mean, so, but we're going to make it an event, not just a Petra show, you know? So, yeah. But that's a, that's exciting thing that we're working on right now. But that's but really cool. Goes back to what the influences. My influence yeah. today to this to this day. I still, I'm not stuck in the '70s. You know, uh -huh. I try to always upgrade. And you know, raising a couple kids. You know, I I hear what they listen to. You know, mm -hmm. like, that's pretty cool who they are. And yeah. you know, I take them to, to shows sometimes. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm the same way with my kids. They. Um, they have very eclectic musical tastes, but very forward, you know? Yeah. And so I feel like they've kept me a little bit younger in my taste for music and just what the sound is out there by them sending me playlists and go, Hey dad, listen to this band. And mm -hmm. I'm like, man, I would have never listened to that had my kids not sent that to me. So I do, I do think that oh, yeah. that does help us as we grow older to appreciate, you know, and not like what our parents were like, you kids and your music, yeah. you know, yeah. Uh, we want that Southern gospel. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so let me go back to, I want to go back to like the MTV days. So, I mean, I was a teenager when mm -hmm. MTV first started and I watched MTV, man, every morning on yeah. my way to, you know, before I went to school, having my breakfast, watching Duran Duran videos and, mm -hmm. you know, all those, all those great, uh, I mean, and a lot of them were, they're, they were pretty bad. I mean, I'm obviously not Christian, mm -hmm. um, but there was, it opened up a whole new world for artists. And now all of a sudden, <clears throat> I mean, it's, it's the old story of what kind of killed Christopher Cross's career. You know, yeah. he had this award-winning record in 79 and won all the dozen. I've had Omar on the, on the podcast. And we talked about that a little bit. Uh, and then he goes on national television and everybody kind of sees what he looks like. I know it's terrible to have to say that, but his popularity just went right out the window because, right. because now music videos are a thing. And you kind of have to look a certain way and act a certain oh, way. Yeah. You have to be cool in front of the camera, not just behind the microphone. And so yeah. uh, that, that I, I I grew up in that, you know, going, okay, eventually if I'm ever going to be an artist, I've, you know, music videos are part of the future. Right. I mean, if you remember Squire, is it Billy Squire? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, same thing happened to him. Uh-huh. He did a, a video that really did not show him in a good light in his nope. career. After. Yeah, I remember watching that going, oh dear, I don't know what to think about this. Yeah, what's <laughs> what song was that? I can't remember the song. I don't but, know, but uh, dancing and doing all this yeah, stuff. Like, uh -huh. like that's not Billy Scott. That's uh -huh. not cool. Yeah, no, that's not what I that's not the picture I had in my head when I listened to his music. And he was amazing. Yeah, yeah I um, think he was great. I mean, I love mm -hmm. his love this drummer. But yeah, I mean, it's really important how you position artists and, and how they look on, on video. And I always, you know, I mean, and eventually I I one the respect of a lot of christian labels you know i come out with these whacked out ideas and they go okay well you think you can pull this off and I go yep and they go okay well and, and they would let me do it you know and you were know, they I, were they limited were they were you limited in your budget should they give you a good budget to do this stuff or something you had to be really creative you with? Know, it depends i mean like carmen a lot of times i i mean i wouldn't say unlimited but they would give me some really good budgets but, you know, but and then I would also have to, you know, they say they call me up and go, well, we've got X amount of dollars. We need you to do two videos or one video or whatever. And and come, you know, and I, it's like I get that. I did a video for a band called Guardian and I did yeah. a, a song called Way Home Back. And we shot it up there in. in uh, oh, is it a Wasso where, where that old theater or old um, hotel is up there that that uh, the guy who they named after the airport and all that. What's his name? I can't. Oh yeah. Uh, Will Rogers. Uh, Will Rogers hotel. Yeah. yeah we uh -huh. got it up there, you know, and, and I, I had them playing to a bunch of senior citizens. And so we get, you know, and in the lobby of the Will Rogers hotel 
And you know, the the record labels like was, what really? You you want to see Guardian playing to a bunch of eighty year old people? I said, yeah. I said, and they're gonna dance and they're gonna jump and they're gonna do all. And they're like, okay. And then I you you have a bow constrictor, you you have uh, <laughs> an ostrich. In it. I mean, I'm gonna I, go back and watch this. I I went crazy on all these, and of course, Guardian love love the idea. Um, but you know, we went got to an, went to a nursing home and we paid, you know, paid everybody who wants to show up and be at the music video. Incredible. And these really old ladies are up dancing around and guardians playing, rocking. And, and, and it's like, I've never <laughs> seen that before. And it's like, you know, and, and so that, that I, that, that's, I try to think outside the box, you know, and I never saw anyone on MTV do that. You know, I mean, I never, you know, I mean, I, I learned some shooting techniques from MTV, but I always try to think, okay, when I listen to a song, what's the first two or three ideas I will get? And then I go, oh, okay, been there, done that, seen it. We'll try to come up with, try to come up with something different. And I'll listen to a song 50 times until I get an idea. Sometimes I'll listen to a song once and the whole thing plays out in my mind. And I just can't write it fast enough. You know, so if it, it, you just never know, but you know, MTV definitely influenced me on technique and style. Um, but I tried not to copy it too much, yeah. you know? Yeah. Well, I think that's what you're really great at. As I think back at some of the, some of those great videos that you're a part of is that it did have its own, you had your own touch. Mm -hmm. Like I could tell a lot of times, which was one of your videos, not that you're predictable at all, but there was like, there's a certain quality to mm -hmm. what you do that made you stand out. And, you know, in my opinion, you were the guy in yeah. the 80s and 90s yeah. making music videos. And um, and you just had to be in such demand. Were you just like like wall to wall, day oh, yeah. after day, week after and week? I, just And I'd have to turn some down. You know, I mean, people call me and say, you know, I have this amount of money to do a music video. I can't do it for that. You know, I mean, I got these these much better budget videos yeah. that I got coming and I mean and I'm still doing it you know I'm I, not, not not as many because you know that whole genre has pretty much died you know there's no place yeah. to repair it I mean only right. online but you yeah. know we're going to do a new Petra video uh with this on this pop project and we're, I've already got some cool ideas of, of taking it into the 23rd century or whatever you yeah, know wherever we are yeah, some, but I mean, to to it's not going to look like anything I've ever done for Petra before. Yeah, and that's and, awesome. Yeah. So, uh, is there anybody that you didn't get to work with that you wish you had? Like when you talk about having to turn down projects, uh, was there anybody that was like, oh man, I would have loved to have worked with that artist? I never got to work with Toby alone. You know, I got to work with DC Talk. Uh -huh. You know, never got to do it. But Toby was... He was like Carmen, you know, he had this guy, Eric Welsh, you know, Eric, you know, yeah, he, uh -huh. yeah I know Eric and Eric um, was his only go-to guy. He didn't talk to anyone else about it. And, you know, and, and I worked their butts off on that addicted to Jesus video. And I think, you know, they're under their breath, cussing me out. <laughs> we, we Steven, Steven can I, can I just confess? We all cussed you out under our breath. <laughs> lots and lots of times. So then I'm not doing my job. <laughs> no, no, you were, you were yeah. pushing us, pushing us past what we were comfortable doing and, yeah. you know, making us do things we weren't, we didn't know we were capable of. And uh, right. yeah. for that, I appreciate it. I, you know, I look, I go back and look at those videos now and, and just, and cringe because of the hair and maybe the clothing and, you know, just my awkwardness, but it, it those, uh, they're, they're time capsules. Yeah. Thank God we have yeah, those. At that, that point in time, that was what mm -hmm. was happening. Yeah, absolutely. I want to talk about Carmen a little bit because I, th I think that's, your, your name probably gets associated with Carmen more than anyone from mm -hmm. that era. And I remember seeing Carmen and I, uh, gosh, I wish he was still with us because I would, I would love to just continue to, to tell Carmen you know, what, what, a, what a difference he made in my life and so many people that ended up doing what we were doing. Uh, yeah. but, uh, I remember seeing him in like 1984, I was in going to school at Oklahoma state university in Stillwater, Oklahoma. And he played in our mezzanine, which mm -hmm. was just this little, this little gathering area on the first floor of our dormitory. And there were probably 15 or 20 of us that showed up in folding chairs and he put on his tracks and he got his guitar and played some of that and 
Um, and oh, yeah. I just that, that very first cassette that he had. And I remember, I remember emptying out whatever I had in savings, wrote a check or something. I'm like, I think I have $20 left in my account. Mm-hmm. And I bought as many of those cassettes as I could. Cause I'm like, I've never heard anybody like this before. Yeah. He was. And then I think he came to our church there in Stillwater, like a couple nights later. And, um, uh, he was just, he was one of a kind and, you know, the things what? that he could do and the stories that he could tell, you know, when you talk about getting a whole image in your mind, when you hear a song, I mean, that played right into your wheelhouse, didn't it? When uh, Carmen would send me a new song, um, but like Witch's Invitation, that was already, that was written. You know, the storyline was written. I just had to come up with a creative way to tell it. You know, I mean, you could have just shot the storyline the way it was, but I, you got to go back and look at that. You'll see how I added things to it, angles that I shot, added, I mean, these things. I mean, you know, it's like, I, always, I took it to a different level than what Carmen had wrote, even though it's a great song, you know, and, and that's how we work together. And um, so he always knew that whatever he would bring to me, I would bring my touch to it. And it's like, you know, the one, the only time we really like, where I was like, he's like, are you sure? It was, was a song I, he wrote called I Will Serve the Lord. Yeah. You that song? Mm-hmm. Oh, I, well, yeah, because we sang it for him saying it at the uh, right, right, yeah. Carmen tribute special that you directed yes. a couple years yeah. ago. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, David Foster produced the the track and David Foster was in the music video. Right. And, and I did, uh, you know, we shot that out in Los Angeles and I got to meet David Foster and work with him and all of that. And it was really cool. But I mean, you know, I came up with all these parables kind of thing within the music video. And he is like, I don't know. Like, like I had a, a girl, run you know when he was talking about you know when you you talk to the enemy and he has to flee you speak the word of jesus and 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 i had this girl running on a railroad track with a train chasing her a locomotive i mean and so that was before green screens yeah i mean it was (laughs) the real deal she turns around and faces that train and just you know it says in the name of jesus and that train stops and then it disappears dissolves out and and you know it's like carmen's like oh i see what you were doing because you know on paper he did it and i tried to explain yeah. it but i said just no i got it up here and the record label just had given up by then trying to even get involved i <laughs> know no uh carmen and the record labels were that was that was a whole different story yeah yeah. But, I mean, they, they, they were like, you know, I we we, we trust you. We don't we we're not gonna yeah. you. Just do what you see. And yeah, you're we're, selling. You're selling so much. We don't we don't know what to do with you, but you're selling so much. Oh yeah, then, I mean, yeah. Just just office, go do whatever you want to do. In my office here, yeah, I bet I think four gold albums from just Carmen, and and at that point in time, it was uh, and I got a platinum. So that's twenty five thousand units for gold, and then fifty thousand units for platinum. Wow. You know, we were selling a lot of video albums. Yeah. And that's, yeah. uh, Selling videos was, that was a high end. That was a higher end thing than just selling a CD. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 1999 to 29.99. I mean, you know, but, you know, selling tons of them. And, and so I, so there's a lot of other artists that I did, worked with. I got their gold, gold albums, you know, Shonda Pierce and she's not so much music video, but she did, I did a lot of comedy stuff with her yeah. and Mark Lowry. I did a lot more comedy stuff with him and we did some like weird owl parody parodies, yeah. you know, yeah. um, that really came out hilarious. And, you know, and he's, I got a gold album from him because people wanted to see those parodies. So, you know, so. Yeah. 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 An, it was an interesting time. I, it, it is kind of sad that, that that's not really a thing anymore um, because, yeah. but when YouTube's taken over and, mm-hmm. you know, everybody can kind of do their own thing now, but um, you know, I, I do believe in that time capsule is something worth going back and opening back up. And mm-hmm. it just gives you those great warm memories. And and just like, just like the music does, the videos can remind you of a certain time in your life, what right. you were going through, um, you know, just, just, just kind of those warm fuzzies of, uh, wow, that was that was a really cool era back then. Is there yeah. one video that you just that you go back to and go, that's my favorite thing I've ever done? Well, secret ambition. You know, I mean, you know, my the whole my whole what I wanted to accomplish was okay. You take this video, you show it to your friend, um, and after the video's over, you go, okay, are you are you ready to receive Christ? Because you just saw what He did for us. 
And I, that happened over and over and over. And it even aired on national television in the Soviet Union back in the day when uh, somebody was doing a, a Christian tour, you know, and they were on the talk show and, and they said, well, you know, can Tom Newman, who played Jesus in that video, uh, was on was on the air and he said well let me play the, this video the why play jesus and they said okay their phones lit up so wow. much more they did they had they said they never happened before like that wow it, just the power of, of the message of jesus you know and so at, at that 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 video to this day you know i mean someone told, told me or i read this somewhere ccm magazine when they were still around said you know the top two christian music videos of all time is number one um dc talk uh jesus jesus freak jesus freak uh -huh. and then number two secret ambition wow That's, that was uh the voting of all the readers so you know it, I, I connect with those people and and still does mm -hmm. you know i mean churches still air that every easter you know people still use it in their youth group to this day you know i mean yeah that, that's a problem i think you know no one does storytelling anymore you know, all music videos now for artists to be showpieces to show mm -hmm. the artist. Right. And how cool the artist is, which, you know, I mean, I, I did that for some artists, too. But I mean, but telling a story. And so when the video is over, you go, wow, I never thought about that. You know, that that's what I thought I brought I brought to the table for a lot of music videos, you know, because I wasn't interested in making, you know, as they call them, what, candy, uh, eye candy. Yeah, you know, yeah, <laughs> a bunch of eye candy shots, which is what for him was. We were just eye candy. Yeah, you guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just set up a camera and why went and you know got a coffee and came back. Are oh, you guys done? <laughs> yeah. You done smoldering in front of the camera? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but so but that that's what's missing, I think, in music videos to this day, um, is just storytelling. Such a great opportunity. Just in four minutes, well, there's an awful lot you can say instead you know, of just that. That's it's interesting you say that because, uh, you know, with this podcast, I've had so many people on Wayne Watson, Clay Cross, uh, Michael Martian talked about this a lot when he was on Russ Taff, you know, just about how music is different now in in the Christian world. It in the day you were able to tell stories, you draw pictures. You uh, Don Cook said this um, in in our in our conversation that you know. We wrote a song about a roller coaster and mm -hmm. how that, you know, how that uh, applies to the Christian life. And he's like, you just don't hear that anymore because most of what is going on is worship, which is great. Mm -hmm. You know, we should be worshiping God, but there is a lost art of storytelling in yeah. Christian music. Uh, Matthew West does it does it well. There are mm -hmm. a few out there, but you know, for for the most part, that's it's kind of a lost conversation. You know, lost art. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's like you mentioned Wayne Watson. I did a video for him called It's Time. Mm -hmm. And um, I did a whole like uh, futuristic video um, set, set, you know, centuries ahead of us. And he only sang twice in the whole song. The rest of it was a story. But it was about basically about how the children of Israel got released um, from, from uh, Egyptians. But I did it in, in, in a science fiction story. And um, it... Yeah, everyone was like this is really out there i said don't worry it's gonna be cool and then went to this day you know people still say if, if you look it up on youtube it's time by wayne watson i mean it's very very we that was another five night shoot but we had all kinds of lasers and explosions and when at one scene where we had just you know like all kinds of fire and flashes and you know this is when you really put something into it you know yeah you know not not let's have someone stand in front of an led led screen and, and look cool you know and and he he probably cussed me <laughs> i mean like you guys did <laughs> same thing because i really pushed him <laughs> so can we just can we just tell our listeners here we didn't really <laughs> did we cuss we just no no we know we but, just but, maybe some angry words yeah so <laughs> some like, frustrating words yeah, yeah. <laughs> serious you really don't want yeah. to make me do that well, yeah, well, that's up to you if you want it to be a good video or not. <laughs> those were hard, though. I just I do remember those are a lot of hard work, mm -hmm. and probably one of the reasons I didn't look forward to them. Number not number one, I just was never comfortable trying to portray something in the camera, and that was all on me. I mean, I just didn't have a feel for 
what that was, but it was also a lot of work. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, again, I can really appreciate what's going on with, um, you know, with, with, with artists that put that work and are good at it, mm-hmm. you know, are good at actually, uh, being likable in front of the camera and all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, yeah I mean, remember like voice of God, I mean, we traveled to several States, you know, we, we, we flew up to, uh, Oregon, I think. And then mm-hmm. into yeah. the forest. Yeah. You know, somebody, and- somebody almost died on that, on that, uh, voice of God video. I don't know if it was Marty or someone, because we were, man, we were right on the edge, edge of, of one of those cliffs. Yeah. And it was like, okay, back up a little more, back up a little more. We're like, okay, let's hurry and get this shot before somebody tumbles all the way down. But yeah, yeah that was a great looking video. I, I Now I did enjoy that one because of the locale and where we were yeah. and man, just some really beautiful scenery up there. And it really matched the tone of, right. of the song that we were singing. Yeah, for it's sure. Like, I did a video with Wayne Watson and Sandy Patty called another time another place yeah that we shot at, at this lighthouse up in th- uh, three moon bay Cal- mm-hmm. california which is just south of san francisco and this is before drones were created so i had to hire a, a helicopter to get some really cool flying overhead shots and they're standing on the edge of the cliff right there by the hel- by the, the, the lighthouse and i had this helicopter flying over them and it almost <laughs> blew both of them over oh no they had to back up and i had to reshoot the scene they, they said we can't be this close to the edge he said that that the, the that, that downdraft from that helicopter is just too much so wow. <laughs> Yeah, so I think and I saw he, him. Just he just posted about that the other day. Yeah, he, uh, he did. Yeah. He just reminded me of that story. He said, you know, because we we had like five flyovers that we did, and and it was like really, it was I didn't realize how dangerous, <laughs> yeah, that was going to be. And yeah. so I said, well, let's back up from the edge of the cliff, maybe just a little bit. But you know, that was the first time I worked with Wayne and Sandy. Mm. You know, and then with that one a dove. You yeah, know? and then we went up and did uh, with Sandy a hand on my shoulder. You remember that song? Mm-hmm, I do. Yeah, we shot that up there in Arizona. There on that lake, big big lake up there, that's going down to nothing. Huh. But we spent five days on a boat uh, with the crew on five boats, and Lauren Ballman from Ward Records, yeah. he was doing the album cover at the same time. I'm doing the music video. I mean, and we we had chefs on the boat. I mean, it was like we were this package production shoot, and yeah. uh, it was just great. You know, I mean, at night we just sit around the boat and play guitars and well i didn't know but we would <laughs> sing and do all that i mean that's one thing i didn't really ever get was a musical gene where i can i can hack i can hit a drum set and break a stick but i mean you know <laughs> you can't be good at everything Stephen. i know i know and, just and I be happy really I, I, I never really cared to <laughs> yeah you know, people go like well you know we don't don't you want to be a preacher like your dad because my dad was a preacher mm-hmm. and i'm like well you know i am preaching but i'm preaching from behind the camera you know, and that's my pulpit. You yeah, know, I'm, I'm not into standing up in front of people and and orating and doing all. I mean, that's just not me. But I my I I write my my message and then I I make the artists do it and make them grumble under the breath at me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that but that's you know. Well, I, I'd like to take this to a little more of a personal side of things because you know that's one of the things I think people love about these conversations it's not just about the making of the art but the people behind the making of the art and and you know everybody's got a story to tell mm-hmm. and i know that that you've been through some incredible loss in the last few years and um you know i'd love to know just kind of how throughout your journey you know god I, I i just can't even imagine to how to process what you've been through yeah. but i also know the faithfulness of god that he he gives us a little he deposits things within us along the journey to yeah. where when, when tragedy does happen, mm-hmm. there are things that we can draw on. Can you just, can you take us through, you know, some of the things you've been through in the last few years and maybe how you feel like God, you know, was, was with you through those seasons? Well, you know, it's interesting. I, I'm writing a book and um, I'm telling a lot of those stories in the, in the book. I mean, I, I'm not personally writing it. This guy's, Who's, who's an autobiographer. I've got about 30 hours of interview so far in the can with him, and we're still going to do some more. But, um, you know, we're talking about that. And, you know, of course, losing Carmen, losing Kenny Marks. Kenny Marks and I were like, you know, best buds. 
I mean, all those people, but the worst thing was losing my daughter. And, um, you know, she was only 24 years old and, and some guy lost control of his truck on the other side of the interstate and when it was icy in Alabama and he crossed the, the, the center section and hit her head on. And so, you know, I had to, you know, fly down there and we, we of course, we couldn't drive. We got stuck in Birmingham because the roads were so icy. So I have a bunch of buddies in, in Nashville that hired Channel 4's helicopter. Wow. And, and Channel 4 News, Channel 4, came and picked us up and, and flew us to, to where she was at, Opelika, in, in Alabama. Um, but, you know, that, that was a hard thing to deal with. But, you know, I had a, a, a pastor, Steve Berger. I don't know if you know who Steve Berger is. but I know, he, Yeah, I know who he is. He lost his son to a motorcycle accident. Hmm. And uh, he, he, really, he, he really reached out to me, him and his wife. And he gave me a book called God Nods. And it's like where God lets you know, through, not overtly, but he lets you know things are okay or she's okay. And, you know, I, I read that book and I said, God, I sure could, I could use a God nod. And he goes, well, I gave you one. I said, you did. And he said, and he reminded me, see the, the theme that we did, my, my daughter's really big into music and she loved the nightmare before Christmas, you know, that Disney movie mm -hmm. and that, that whole soundtrack, she wore that out. She just loved the orchestration on that. And, and so we played that at her, at, at her wake and at the funeral. And we, you know, had a bunch of little jacks and things around set up. And but then afterwards, we went to this barbecue joint after the the funeral, and, and then this guy just donated all this barbecue. So we had about four hundred people show up to the after service. And the you know we're just talking and talking. And, and I, I said to Gentry, I said, Gentry, look at this girl. She just walked in. Um, and she's wearing a Nightmare Before Christmas shirt. I mean, big lettering on it and the whole bit. And Gentry said, well, I'm going to go say hi to her and see if she was at Emily's funeral. And she walked over to her and, and she said, hi, I, you know, this is, a, this is the, uh, the after funeral dinner. Were you at Emily's funeral today? And th that lady, without missing a beat, she said, no, dear, it's a sign. And she said she didn't know what to make of that. It's a sign. And then, you know, she, she was going to walk over and, and tell me. And then she turned around to ask this lady another question. She was gone. Oh, my gosh. I mean, she, she, she did, didn't find a seat. She, she, she was gone. Wow. And so it's like, like God let me know she was okay. Hmm. And, boy, you don't know how much that got me through to know that. And, and I can tell you story after story after story. I mean, right after the, my daughter had the accident, she was trapped in the car. And this lady who I heard stopped and got out and got in the car with Emily and prayed with her. Wow. And she had infants in her car and it's freezing. She just left her car running. She said, I just knew I needed to, to go and get in that car with that girl and pray, pray with her, whoever was in that car and pray. And so she grabbed Emily's hand. Emily was still conscious at the time. And um, she said, can I pray with you? She said, yes, yes. And, and so anyways, I, I, you know, the doctors at the hospital told me about it. And, you know, and I heard from several other people. Yeah, some lady uh, uh, stopped and prayed with her. And I well, does anyone know her name? Does anybody know anything about where she was from? Or what? Nobody knew anything. Well, I get this message out of the blue about six months later on Facebook. And she goes, um, are you Emily Yake's dad? I said, yes. She goes, you don't know me, but I'm the lady who got in the car with your daughter and prayed with her. Wow. And, and I said, well, how in the world did you find me? She goes, your name came up on my feed this morning, and we're not even friends. And she said, Stephen Yake. She said, I wonder if that's Emily's dad. And so, and then I felt the goosebumps wow. and, and then I've heard God's spirit that that's another nod. I, I can't deny that I wasn't mad at God for a while. Sure. It's like, you know, God, why, why, you know, why? Yeah. And I, I know I'm never going to know why until I get to heaven. 
And then yeah. it's not going to matter because she's going to be run up to me and grab my, grab my neck. And I'm Emily. Yeah. You know? I mean, and all that's it's like, who cares? Yeah, now, that's right. Together. That's right. And, and for, you know, a thousand years from now, we're still going to be together. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's like, so I, I have to try to put it in that perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, this thing that we're living right now is temporal. You know, right. and you know, we up, we don't know how long, much long we're gonna have, but once we get to heaven, it's for all eternity. Yeah, we're all gonna be together. Yeah, you know, the, one, the ones who make make it, and um, you know, so when I start putting it in that aspect of thinking, I I, I can really it makes it a lot easier for me to handle. Yeah, I you know? it's you know when people say I got a lot of questions when I get to heaven. And the first question I'm going to ask is, I'm like, yeah, I doubt it. I don't think you will. I think you'll fall on your knees mm-hmm. and you'll worship. And yeah. then you won't care. You just yeah. kind of won't care once you get there. Those of us that have gone through tremendous loss over the last several years, you know, I don't, I don't think we're going to be standing before God going, hey, why did you let that happen? Why did you do this? I, I just don't think we're going to care because like you said, we're going to be together. And mm-hmm. the time that we spend in eternity is going to absolutely dwarf the time that we spent in this reality. Yeah. And yeah. You think about it. I mean, she was 24. So I spent 24 years with her, but you know, like I said, a thousand years from now, that's going to dwarf it. Like yeah. you said, you yeah, know, I, I love like, that. And it's like, okay, I can deal. Yeah. You know? I mean, I, I have no idea how much longer I have here, but I do know what I'm looking forward to. Mm. You know? And um, I got my parents all up there now and, you know, a lot of my great friends. And so it's going to be a big reunion. Yeah. And grief changes you, doesn't it? Grief, grief, you go through enough grief, it changes your perspective and even, you know, uh, what you do for a living and how you tell stories and what's important to you now than maybe what was 20, 30 years ago. Right. Oh yeah. I mean, and I, and I still have grief, you know, I mean, that's never going to go away. I mean, until the day I take my last breath, I'm going to miss her. You know, and I mean, every time I go back to Franklin, um, I, I go see her grave, you know, and mm-hmm. just sit there and talk to her, you know, and, you know, tell Jesus, I'm waiting, you know, we're mm-hmm. waiting for him, you know, and I can't wait to see you, you yeah. know, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, but it, it, it's not like it, it was like an overbearing, dark pain for months. Well, you know, that, that. Time is a healer of all things. I mean, that's a, that, that's a, an old saying, but you know, I mean, so that for me, that, 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 that I'll carry that to the day I die, but it doesn't define me. Yeah, it's good. And you keep working and you've yeah. got more projects out there and, you know, um, I'm, I'm excited about this, this Petra project. Yeah. It's too. about time. Uh, Bob yeah. Hartman coming back. That's, that's amazing. I want to hear these songs. I mean, I can't wait. Yeah, I can't yeah, wait. It's great. And John Schlitt sounds amazing. He and, has not. He just doesn't age, does he? No, he doesn't. That and, dude is just boy, incredible. It, 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 it's as clear and as crystal as it was in Head East. You know, yeah. I mean, his old rock band. Yeah. I mean, he, he's just, and, and he's singing on these demos. And I mean, it's like, my God, this guy, what is he? He's 72. You know, I mean, there's Robert Plant could only wish he could hit those notes, you know, and, you know, it's, he's God's just given him that vocal cord ability that it's the not diminished at all. You know, mm. so I mean, we yeah, we're excited about that. And, and, and you know, like I got a lot of, like I'm doing a church program that we're doing right now, which is but I'm, it's not going to be it's not a regular church program. I'm making it like a magazine program. You know, so, I mean, we have a little bit of preaching. We have a little bit of praise and worship, but we have some stories. We have some testimonies. We have some, um, so I'm making it move really fast. And so it's not just the open, preach, close. You know, I mean, that's been done to death. You know, if, if you want me to yeah. do it, so let me bring my touch to it. Yeah. And this pastor guy, you know, he saw, he looked at my website, yakefilms.com, and um, he said, you obviously have an idea what you're doing. He said, yeah, let's, let's do it. And so we're doing, we're doing it right now. I wish it's doing the first six episodes. You That's know, awesome. Animation, animated open and animated bumpers and, you know, 
So as long as my phone keeps ringing, I mean, I am not retired, you know, I mean, as long as I got good health, you know, why should I, you know, you know, I'm, I live in Sarasota, Florida, and I moved down here after living in Nashville for 25 years. But my wife's parents live down here and, and she's the only child and they're getting up in years. And so we decided to move down here. But my best friend is Southwest. I mean, Southwest has a direct flight from Sarasota to Nashville, and I'm flying back and forth. I don't know how many times over the last several years. So I can, I mean, I do all my pre-production, you know, I do my post-production, my editor sitting right here. Um, you know, I mean, I, I've, so I can, I can keep doing this and, and just like, like you, you know, you know, when, when do you stop? Yeah. Why should you? I mean, if you, uh, you've always, if you've got a story to tell, if you've got light in your eyes and breath in your lungs, then yeah. go do the work that God has set before you to do. And I don't, I don't know. Retirement is a, is an interesting concept, but I don't really believe in it. I think let's yeah. just go until we can't go anymore. Yeah. And I just want to thank you for making this look good over the years on behalf of all the artists that you've worked with, man, we have a time capsule that we can show our kids and our grandkids and laugh at and, and love and, and just, just have a great time with you. You've been a big, big part of our journeys and our lives. And again, on behalf of everyone you've worked with, I just want to say, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, I like right behind me is my, I call it my dove cage. You know, I've got 10 dove awards there and the, the GMA award for, for the year impact award um and you know so it, it feels good to be recognized but it, but also it feels good to, to see the second generation of people that that recognize that stuff it's like you know there's a lot of people who can't wait to see petra and, and so how old are you and well, i'm 28 i'm you know, 30 i go well how would you know petra well you know how, well my parents listened to it while i was growing up and so, you know, it's still, it's percolating out there. And it's, and it's really cool that, though, that, you know, who knows, that's, it's like a book. It could last forever, you know, after we're long gone. Basics of life, you know, I mean, if that, that CD could be still played 100 years from now, you know, and, pe and people would love it, you know, and you guys, you all, we all be long gone. But, um, you know, I'm glad we were able to leave something of impact. It's going to make a difference in people's lives, you know, and that's the bottom line. Hey, thanks for hanging out with me today on the One Degree of Andy podcast. Make sure to subscribe and follow for more stories from the Christian music industry and beyond. And leave me a review if you like what you're hearing. And if you want more content like this, along with a lot of great music, join me for Worship with Andy Christman, airing on 500 stations around the world every weekend. And when you get a sec, run over to my website, andychrisman.net, for information about my professional vocal coaching and an incredible new resource for worship pastors called The Worship Table. See you next time on the One Degree of Andy podcast.